today with Marilyn and Sarah. Oh my goodness, are we excited to have you with us today. And partners, I just want to say a special shout out to you. Thank you for helping us to cover the earth with the word and connect everyone to the heart of God. Partners, we couldn't do what we do without you. And some of you have been partners literally for decades. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We are so very grateful for each and every partner. And you might be watching right now and maybe you have a need in your life. You're like, well, I'm not a partner. That's okay. Whatever the need is in your life, we like to pray and we know that God answers prayer. So hop on the phone, get on the website. You might have a financial need. Maybe you have a, a need in your body, like a healing need. Maybe you're struggling in some relationships. Maybe you're having to make some decisions. You feel like you're at a fork in the road. You want God to give you some direction. Well, God, which direction here? Maybe you have some friends that are struggling right now or, or just some issues in your own soul, like I'm just mental health issues. No matter what the need is in your life, hop on the phone, get on the website. We love to pray for you. And I know that God answers prayer. For example, this is a really cool testimony. Pamela uh, sent in a prayer request for a new house because her old house was flooded when a pipe burst. After receiving prayer, they found a new house and God supernaturally supplied for them. If God can do that for Pamela, God can do for you what you need God to do. So hop on the phone, get on the website. We know that God hears us and God answers our prayers. Thank you, thank you, thank you for doing this. And in just a moment, we're going to join a teaching, a classic teaching that my mom has done called 13 Famines and 13 Miracles. You're like, what on earth? Well, of course, <laughs> you totally want to watch this. And this is a classic teaching. Now you're going to see mom in some vibrancy and some cool, like you're like, that doesn't seem like it's today. However, however, I want to encourage you that the word of God is timeless. No matter when you hear it, no matter when it's spoken, it is always effective. So as you watch this now, think about famines in your life. Think about the miracles that you need. And as you watch this, mom is going to minister and teach you the word of God to encourage you with both famines and miracles. The teaching you are about to watch is part of the Marilyn Hickey Classic Collection. We believe the word of God is timeless, eternal, and cannot return void. Our prayer is that this teaching will build your faith and bless your life as you grow in His Word. Uh, let, me, let me share with you how excited I am about this. You know, when we hit this economic crisis, nobody says whoopee, <laughs> because it's all over the world. It's not just in America, it's every place. And of course, some, more intense in some cities even in the United States than in other cities. And of course, some countries, it's just tragedy, people dying. But God began to deal with me about something that went with this before it really happened. And I was flipping through the Bible one day, and I like Dick's Annotated Reference Bible. I've had one for many years, and uh, worn out probably three or four. And it has had uh, 13 famines found in the Bible. Now, what's an economic crisis? Basically, it's what God would call in the Bible a famine. And so I got these out, and I'm looking at the 13 famines. They start with Abraham. But God began to speak to me and said, if you look at these famines, you will see I had 13 miracles. With every economic crisis, I had a miracle. And God has miracles for His people in this day like we would never have. You know why? Because if we didn't need them, we wouldn't press into them. Is that true? 
we wouldn't have the opportunity. And I think, folks, we get all down and looking down when we should be looking up. And I think about Mary and Martha, you know, uh, calling for Jesus to come that Lazarus was sick. They wanted Jesus to heal Lazarus. And Jesus didn't come right away. And when he finally got there, Lazarus was dead. But it was an opportunity for a resurrection. Which do you think is better, healing or resurrection? I mean, that was a dramatic miracle. And when you hit really crisis times, and then you see a big miracle, I'm telling you, you glorify God, you give him all the glory, and you know him in a way in your need that you never knew without your need. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So I believe tonight that you will see there are four keys to a miracle in every economic crisis. So when you go through these, and I have the keys in it, and I'll be referring to them quite a bit, but I'm going to kind of zip through 13 famines. So those of you watching on television, watch very intensely now because the Holy Spirit's going to speak to you. When you look at the first famine, it's right there on your sheets. It is found in Genesis 12, and it has to do with Abraham. Abraham was called to go to the promised land, and he travels, leaves, goes to the promised land, and when he gets there, there is a famine. Did you ever find you're in the perfect will of God, and yet you're in a crisis? And it can be an economic crisis, doesn't mean you're out of the will of God. So here he gets into that crisis, and what did he do? He didn't stay there, and he's young in faith. Faith is a process. Everybody say, faith is a process. And so he's young in faith, and he goes down to Egypt thinking, well, I'll go there temporarily. And really, he did some very stupid things in Egypt. You know, he lied about his wife, Sarah, and it was not a good scene. But he comes back to the promised land, and God begins to bless Abraham beyond anything you can imagine. And from there on, you will find that God blessed Abraham and blessed him and blessed him. And we could have said, well, you didn't do so well. You should never have left to start with. You should never have lied about your wife like you did. But God blessed him. What is the key that God is blessing? And I'll tell you the key. It's covenant. Everybody say covenant. When you get born again, you are in covenant. You're in a new covenant. Everybody say new covenant. And because you're in covenant, God will bless you and encourage you and multiply you. And in the New Testament, it says we are the seed of Abraham. And it doesn't say maybe he will bless us. It says surely he will bless you and surely he will multiply you. Why? Because you're such a hot shot? No, because you're in covenant. Everybody say covenant. And so Abraham was blessed because he was in covenant, and he stood in his covenant right. The second one you will see there is Isaac, and it's in Genesis 26. And if you notice, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, they all had famines. I mean, people think, oh, economic crisis. It's not so unusual, folks. It happens all the time. So it's not so unusual. It would happen in our timing, and we've had more than one in, in my lifetime, that's for sure. So here we see Isaac, 
And of all things, he lives with the Philistines. And God tells him, stay here with the Philistines. Now, the Philistines are yucky people. I mean, they are ugly to the core. And they were the enemies of Abraham's seed. And God says, you stay and live here during the famine. So he's got to live in a bad circumstance. And some of you tonight, you may be living in a very bad job, bad circumstance, in an economic crisis. But remember, you're in covenant. Everybody say covenant. Now, in this chapter, and I don't have time to teach the whole chapter, I love Genesis 26, but he starts to redig some wells that his father dug. And the Philistines, they're such jerks. Everybody say jerks. They have filled those wells. Now, who would be so stupid as to fill a well? That would be really stupid, but they did it. So Isaac comes, and he starts redicking and clearing out the wells, and the Philistines show up and just fill them again. And Isaac, instead of getting into a big fight, big strife situation, just moves on. And it's famine time, and it said he sowed. And when he sowed, he reaped a hundredfold in the time of famine. Now, everybody wants a hundredfold. Everybody say hundredfold. Man, I'd love to uh, sow $10 tonight and reap a hundredfold. Wouldn't you? Come on, be, be honest with me. Everybody likes, they want the hundredfold blessing. But remember, he sowed in a famine time. Everybody say famine. And one of the big keys for you in famine time, economic crisis, is to sow. Everybody say sow. So we stand on the covenant, and what do we do? We sow our seed. And so tonight, I have four keys for you, and I think if I hold them up, it will help you to remember them better, because we're such visual people. The first key is stand in covenant. Everybody say first key. Stand in covenant. Now, if you're not born again, you're not in covenant. You have to be born again to be in covenant. The second key is so. Everybody say so. And that hundredfold, when did it come in? At what timing? What timing? Famine time. Famine time was when it came in. So we begin to see some things. If you want miracles in economic crisis, you have to do the things that God says. I have a friend. And uh, she loves to give. But she called me one day and she said, you know, we're in our mid-60s and we'd like to have our house paid off. And my husband is retired and we don't have a big income. Actually, she said we're on Social Security. But we'd really like to have our house paid off. Would you pray with me that God would make a way to pay this house off, that we could live in this house debt-free? So we prayed on the phone. And about, I don't know, a couple months later, uh, she was going uh, to another country to do some ministry. So she's in kind of a limousine-type service, and she's witnessing to the driver, and she leads the driver to Christ. Whew. And the Lord said to her in this wintertime, give him your coat for his wife. Oh, she said, Lord, this is a new coat. In fact, this coat cost me $500. And probably, this coat is a size 14. His wife probably wears a 2. So she said to him, what size coat does your wife wear? He said a 14. <laughs> so she knew what she was supposed to do. Everybody say so. Say time to sew. So she took the coat off and said, 
I feel that God wants me to give you this coat for your wife. Well, he, he was very touched by it. Of course, she just led him to the Lord. So she goes to this other country where she had relatives in this country. So she's visiting and, you know, she's ministering. And one of her relatives said to her, how much do you owe on your house? And she thought that was strange. So she told him and he paid her house off. Now, folks, I'm going to ask you a very personal question. If she hadn't sewn the coat, if she hadn't been sewing, do you think she would have reaped a house? Come on, people. Unless you sow seed, don't call in harvest. Do you want to see the impossible become possible? Whether it's a chronic health condition, financial difficulties, or struggles with difficult relationships, it doesn't matter what you're going through. God has a miracle for you. For your gift of $25 or more, we will send you Marilyn's classic teaching, 13 Famines, 13 Miracles DVD. In this classic teaching, Marilyn looks at the famines the likes of David, Elisha, Paul, and Silas endured, and the miracles that resulted from their obedience. God can do anything if His people will walk in faith with Him. We will also send you Marilyn's What to Do in a Crisis this booklet, provision for your vision CD, and provision scripture card. For your gift of $75 or more, we will also send you the Psalm 23 blanket. This beautiful Psalm 23 blanket, which features the seven names of God revealed within the Psalm, which offers great peace and insight into some of the precious names of God. We don't like the tough times, but without them, we wouldn't need God's miracles. Call or click today for this anointed resource. Wasn't that amazing? Oh my goodness. We're just taking a quick pause here. Going to continue watching, but I want to encourage you to hop on the phone, get on the website with any need that you have. You might have a financial need, a health need. Maybe you've got some things going on in your family, relationships, emotional issues, or even spiritual questions, discernment, things that you need in your heart. We'd love to pray for you. Hop on the phone, get on the website. We know that God answers prayer and God can do miraculous things. We have not because we ask not. So hop on the phone, get on the website. We would love to pray for you. And we're going to join, rejoin the con and continue joining the classic teaching that mom is doing. And I know that is absolutely changing your life because the word doesn't return void. When I saw and heard that, I thought, man, that is so marvelous. Now, the third one I want you to look at, and these just kind of go in order, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and it's another key. So get ready, get ready for your third key. In Jacob's day, oh, there's a terrible famine. And he has all these children. You know, he had 12 sons. One is missing. And famine hits. Now, 12 boys or 11 boys to feed would be a crisis anyway, I think. <laughs> and he had a daughter named Dinah. And so here the famine hits. And his sons hear that there's food in Egypt. And you know the story. They go down to Egypt, meet Joseph. And Joseph has had a revelation. <laughs> and he had a revelation that there would be seven years of plenty and then seven years of famine. And the seven years of plenty would serve the seven years of famine. And literally, their lives were saved in the famine time because of revelation. Everybody say revelation. Say it again. Say it again. That is another key. Now, folks. You need to ask God for a revelation for your own personal economic condition. God has a revelation. And He has a secret that I believe He can reveal to you about what to do, how to make it work, and how, you know, you're to act in the situation. Now, when we started 
in the ministry. Uh, we were evangelists, uh, you know, I mean, green as grass, going to little churches, little small churches, and of course the offerings were very small, and that's what we lived on, you know, we were walking by faith. And we came home from a meeting, and we had three days at home, and then we were to go to the next meeting. Now, we're so thrilled to have meetings, have anybody invite us, you know, but we had $25. So we had $20 that would get us to the next meeting. It would buy the gasoline. It was Gunnison where we were going. And we had $5 for food for those three days. So, I mean, we were really on a budget. And we went to a revival meeting, and I noticed Wally put a bill in. And I thought, probably a dollar. But when we got ready to leave to go to Gunnison, we got up in the morning. We're going to drive over to West Denver, say goodbye to my parents, go to Gunnison. He said to me, you know, I don't, I don't have any money for gas. Oh, I said, you have $20. He said, no, I don't. I said, well, where is it? He said, I felt led to give it in the offering. God told me to do it. I said, I can't believe God told you to do that. I was very upset with him. So he, I said, well, what are we going to do? He said, well, you're not going to tell your parents. That's begging. He said, well, go tell them goodbye. In some way, God will have a way to make the gas go further or something. I mean, it's just wild. So we drive over to my parents. You know, I'm caving in on the inside. And the phone rings at my parents' house, and it was our neighbor. And our neighbor, we lived in Inglewood at the time. My folks lived in West Denver. Our neighbor said, and we had led her to the Lord. She had gotten spirit-filled. We really loved her. She said, I've been awake since 4 this morning, and I know you told me you don't need any money. Well, we didn't until Wally gave it all away. <laughs> I know you said you don't need any money, but I have to drive over to your parents and give you $20. <laughs> revelation. Everybody say Revelation. And folks, this is very key. If Joseph had not had a revelation, he would not have saved Egypt. He would have not have saved his family. And in not saving his family, we wouldn't have a Messiah. Are you hearing me? Everybody say revelation. So we have covenant. Everybody say covenant. What else do we have? Sowing. And we have revelation. That is very key. God can speak to you and show you something to do. Now, in the book of Judges... And in that timing, there is another famine. And I'll go through these pretty quickly now, but this famine is Ruth. It's the book of Ruth. Naomi and Elimelech leave Bethlehem. Bethlehem meant house of bread, but there is a famine. Folks, sometimes they're just crisis with Christians. And so they decide they will go to Moab, which was totally out of the will of God. And they go down there looking for God to meet them some way or to meet their own needs. And the husband dies. The two sons marry Moabitish girls, who, which would be idolatresses. And then they die. And here is Naomi. She's poor as a church mouse. No husband, no sons to take care of her. Two daughters-in-law who are idolatresses. But she gets a revelation. Everybody say revelation. And she goes back to Bethlehem. And when she makes that decision to go back to Bethlehem, do you remember Ruth went with her? And then she got a revelation of how Ruth could get a husband. It's really good. Take a bath, get a new dress, get some Estee Lauder. It's Ruth 3-3 if you're a single woman, take notes. And <laughs> that revelation, Boaz married Ruth. They had Obed, Jesse, David, 
and eventually Jesus came from that genealogy because of revelation. Folks, I want to tell you, God will show you things if you will do them, but it takes time to wait on God. It takes time to listen to the Spirit of God. And so many times we're so frustrated and uptight, we don't just close ourselves in, turn off the TV and say, God, I need to hear from you. This is so important. Now, if we look in David's day, you'll see another situation where there is a famine. It hasn't rained for three years. David goes to the Lord, what's wrong? Well, he said, and th this I'll give a little background, not a lot, because we have 13 to go through. But he said, uh, the Gibeonites, who are godly converts to Judaism, said uh, Saul mistreated them, shed a lot of blood, and they want uh, blood to be shed for the blood that was shed of their families. So, you know, the earth could be cleansed by blood. So they said, we want the sons of Saul to be killed. So there were seven relatives of Saul, sons by concubines and legal wives. And so they hung them. But it still didn't rain. So David is all upset. God, you know, we did what we should do. Where's the rain? <laughs> and God said to him, it's Rizpah. And this little woman, Rizpah, her name means hot rock, she had her two sons hung. She was a concubine of Saul. And they were out there on stakes, these seven young bodies, men's bodies, and she said they should be buried in a king's tomb. They're the sons of a king. They should not be drugged off by animals and eaten by animals. And she built fires and drove away the animals and said, God, don't let it rain till they bury them and give them a decent burial. So when they told David that, David said, okay, <laughs> bury them in the king's tomb, and it rained. But what did it take? It took a revelation. Everybody say revelation. And that's why I'm so encouraging you tonight about revelation. Now, some years ago, we had a man, and some of you may have been in the service, uh, from Kenya. And he was building a wonderful dormitory. Now, I've been in his ministry quite a few times and spoken. It's huge. I say huge, like three or 400,000 people. He's building a dormitory. He needs $55,000. Well, we had some money in Maryland Hickey Ministries that we had set aside because we had a budget for different countries. We had $60,000 we set aside, this is January, for China because we said this is our China budget because we did all kinds of Bibles and we had support teams that we supported over there. So there's the China budget. So here is this pastor saying he needs $55,000 for his dormitory. And I thought, oh God, don't talk to me. I feel like you're about to. Ooh. And the Lord said to me, I want you to give 55000 for the dormitory. Revelation. Everybody say revelation. So I did it. We did it. I thought, well, there's China hanging out there. And in February, now listen to this, a man from Africa, a pastor from Africa, South Africa called and said, I know you have a great passion for China. How much is your budget for China this year? I said, 60000 He said, we feel led to pay it. And I felt led to receive it. But it came, look from Revelation, are you hearing me? And I sowed, I was in covenant. Is that right? 
And so we see three very important keys here. You want a miracle, folks. Don't just stand and say, I want a miracle, I want a miracle, I want a miracle. Stand in covenant. I'm a born-again believer. God, you said you'd take care of me. I grew up in a pastor's home, and so I was around church and Christianity and all that stuff for all of my life. But I remember when I was very, very young, one of the most essential things, conclusions that I came to was, you know, I can do all the right things. I can say all the right things. I can follow the Sunday school teacher. And, but the most important thing I determined early in my life was to have my own personal connection with Jesus. And that decision, that, that solution actually, has guided my life for all, all of my years. I want to pray with you now that you would have a personal relationship with Jesus, whether you've done it in the past or never. Let's pray this together now. Say this with me, dear Jesus, please come into my heart. Sorry for the wrong things that I've done. Be my personal Lord and Savior. Thank you for loving me and setting me free for your design. In Jesus' name, amen. That was really, really powerful teaching. Oh my goodness. And as you're watching this, I want you to think about in your own life some of the famines or crises that you may have been through or you might be in now. Sometimes we're in a financial famine crisis. Sometimes we're in a relationship famine crisis. And these are things in our lives where we think, oh my goodness. And one of the things I love about this teaching, classic teaching from my mom is for every famine, there's a miracle. And that's really important for us to think about because sometimes we get so focused on the famine, the crisis, that we neglect to remember God has a miracle. God has a solution. God has an answer. And you know, I know that mom talked, as she taught through this teaching, she talked about having a personal relationship with Jesus. She talked about receiving the gifts of speaking in tongues. She talked about recommitting your life to Jesus. These are all very important things. And I want to encourage you that you can hop on the phone, get on the website. We would love to pray for you. Pray for you to uh, recommit your life to Jesus, to have a brand new beginning, a restart, a refreshing. Maybe you've never asked Jesus to come into your heart and you've never had that beginning initial relationship, hop on the phone, get on the website. We would love to pray for you to walk in this full depth of relationship with Jesus that he so wants with you. And you know, as you watch, I want, just want to remind you a couple things that she talked about, some key points from her teaching. Remember, she talked about famines and miracles related, and the things that are key points would be covenant, keeping covenant, sowing, which means to plant seeds, she talked about revelation that you absolutely see and understand the revelation God has for you, as well as speaking. What do you say? Because a lot of times what you say is critical to the outcomes that you have. So these are key things just to kind of jog your memory. But most importantly, I would encourage you to hop on the phone, get on the website and get the full teaching right? You're like, Sarah, <laughs> you're not doing a good job. Of course I'm not, because I want you to get on the phone, get on the website and grab the full teaching of this classic edition of mom's teaching on 13 famines and 13 miracles. And of course, we love to pray for you. You might be watching right now and you're struggling with some emotional issues. You might be struggling with some decisions that you have to make. Maybe you're struggling with uh, some healing issues in your body. Hop on the phone, get on the website, we love to pray for you and we know God answers prayer. Do you wanna see the impossible become possible? 
Whether it's a chronic health condition, financial difficulties, or struggles with difficult relationships, it doesn't matter what you're going through. God has a miracle for you. For your gift of $25 or more, we will send you Marilyn's classic teaching, 13 Famines, 13 Miracles DVD. In this classic teaching, Marilyn looks at the famines the likes of David, Elisha, Paul, and Silas endured, and the miracles that resulted from their obedience. God can do anything if His people will walk in faith with Him. We will also send you Marilyn's What to Do in a Crisis booklet, Provision for Your Vision CD, and Provision Scripture card. For your gift of $75 or more, we will also send you the Psalm 23 blanket. This beautiful Psalm 23 blanket, which features the seven names of God revealed within the Psalm, which offers great peace and insight into some of the precious names of God. We don't like the tough times, but without them, we wouldn't need God's miracles. Call or click today for this anointed resource.